Mountaineer Nation, let's ride. Welcome back to the Dub V 411. We are your hosts, Lauren Taylor and Maddie Harris. And we're here to give you the 411 on all things WVU, all things Morgantown. It is literally such a beautiful day out today. No, like if you hear music in the background, like that's because everyone is out in the streets. Everyone is out like having a good time. The weather is amazing. There's like no clouds. Like it's 80 degrees. So the darties are really ramping up. They're dartying today. The, the, the darties are, are dartying. Exactly. So yeah, I hope everybody's enjoying the nice weather and enjoying the wrap up of the semester. Like we're so close. Like we're going to have like what? Three more podcasts? I think so. And yeah. honestly, I'm, it's really starting to feel like, the yeah, end of how this are you semester. feeling? I'm good. It's just, you know, the course load gets pretty big at this yeah, time of year. So for sure, but I can see the finish line. So oh, yeah, it's I'm ready. so close. But we're going to start off with some news for this week. And the first thing that we have is that WVU created a task force to address campus carry and student safety concerns. Amid concerns about campus carry, school officials are forming a new group to address safety at West Virginia University. The campus safety group was first announced by President E. Gordon Gee in a letter to the university following the passage of the Campus Self-Defense Act, a law that will allow the concealed carry of firearms on school property with some exceptions. Though the law will not go into effect until July 2024, the Campus Safety Group will include a subcommittee to address outlined accommodations the university must make to regulate concealed weapons in some areas, such as gun safes in some residence halls. Dean of Students Corey Ferris and Vice President for University Relations and Enrollment Management Sharon Martin will lead the formation of the Campus Safety Group as co-chairs and are still working on developing subcommittees. Ferris said they currently have no concrete plans on which concerns they will address first or how they might do so because they are still in the preliminary stages of forming the group. Additionally, the larger working group will facilitate conversations about general campus safety, which may include ensuring the continued function of the blue light emergency call system and increasing safety measures downtown. Ferris also said that he has considered partnerships with Morgantown Police to enhance safety in high traffic areas for students in and around campus and that school officials have had regular conversations with SGA about safety concerns. I think it's interesting that they brought up the blue lights. I do too. And I think it's good that people are actually like, like, I think this is a good thing that people are like talking about it and acknowledging it and figuring out what they're going to do to like make people still feel safe while this is going to be a thing that's happening. Yeah. And I'm glad that they talked about the residence hall concern because I know that people really, that was one of the first things that I heard a lot of people say like, well, how is that going to work in the dorms? Right. So I'm really interested to see, you know, what kind of action they take on things like that. I'm just happy that they are starting to like form a plan. Right. Because we still have time, but yeah. And the blue lights are being fixed too. Also, like that's another thing. Like things are getting, things are getting better around yeah, here. Yeah, campus so. safety is on the up. Yeah, but we will keep you guys updated on that. And WVU is revising their budget deficit to 45 million after a PEIA increase. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it's on um, a public employees insurance agency, gotcha. I believe. This is something that I'm not super like up to date on, but it's a big story people have been talking about. So West Virginia University officials have projected that the school budget deficit will widen to about 45 million next fiscal year after the recent increase in insurance premiums for public employees this is 10 million higher than the forecast shared last month during gordon gee's state of the university address which we talked about it was like 
what was it? It was 35 million. Yeah, so it now was it's 35. 45 million. So last week, the PEIA Finance Board approved a 24% increase in premiums as part of a health care plan passed by Governor Jim Justice and state lawmakers, affecting nearly 230,000 public employees. The university pays about 80% of the total cost of the PEIA premiums for its employees. WVU's deficit could reach 75 million in the next five years, which school officials attribute to declining enrollment and high costs from inflation and wage increases. As the main resource of revenue for the university, enrollment will be the primary factor in the school's financial future. Officials expect enrollment to drop by 5,000 students in the next decade. And to cover the deficit this year, the university plans to cut costs by $21 million to make up for lost revenue caused by low enrollment. And $24 million of the funding from the WVU Foundation will also be allocated as a one-time effort. And despite proposed tuition increases, he noted that the university still expects revenue losses in the coming years. So school officials are preparing to operate as a smaller institution with fewer employees and programs. That was a like rapid fire information. Yeah, and it's a lot of information. I mean, because I already know they're talking about like they've been cutting employees, Mm -hmm. programs are being cut and changed. And that's like a big deal. And going up to 75 million in the past five years, like. I know that they said they were looking at like a 3% increase on tuition. And I wonder if that is also changed now that the deficit jumped. I I can't imagine it'll stay at 3%. I imagine it'll get higher. So, I mean, I don't know. This is just the story, man. Yeah, there will be a lot more coming on this story. So stay tuned if you're interested in hearing about this. But I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that it will continue to, information will continue to be released. As oh, well yeah. as the university's plans. I'm sure that they're like Yeah, actively, they're definitely working hard on that. I was this gonna, is like a big deal. I know. And I don't know if like other people are as concerned about it as I am. But like, I'm really following this one pretty closely. Yeah. But on a lighter note, on a happier <laughs> note... New grad coursework was added to the Women and Gender Studies Certificate Program. So WVU's Women and Gender Studies Department has developed a new course for its multidisciplinary graduate certificate to instill different perspectives and communication skills into the coursework of graduate students. All WVU graduate students are eligible for their certificate regardless of their major, and it consists of 15 credit hours, and while completion time varies depending on the student, the certificate can usually be finished within two years if combined with other graduate programs. The certificate has helped students post-graduation in their search for jobs. Students reported being able to work with people of different backgrounds and experiences as a result of the graduate certificate. School officials feel that the certificate is a way for graduate students to connect with one another and expand their networks. Samantha Leggett-Bradley, a PhD student in communications, recently completed the certificate, and in an email to the Daily Athenaeum, she said it was highly beneficial to her studies, noting that the coursework exposed her to ideas and perspectives that were not present at her previous university. Although a certificate is not currently offered for undergraduate students, similar options are available. And I just think this is really cool, especially for a major like women and gender studies i feel like it's something that's not super common I yeah feel like. so i'm i'm glad that there's more opportunity being like allocated to grad students who kind of chose this field yeah but i mean one of my good friends took women and gender studies last semester and he really enjoyed it so really i like i've been thinking about taking it because i feel like that's fun mm-hmm. and it's something that you don't hear about people doing so often yeah so it's good that there's like a lot being offered for that yeah i definitely want to look into that more too just mm-hmm. to kind of see like what it consists of and things yeah. like that but i'm glad that students are also like responding to it well and have good things to say yeah, about it so, so it's good news all around 
Speaking of good news, we're going to start talking about sports. And a lot, I mean, baseball is the only thing, I mean, you know, primarily like baseball season. Yeah. Have we, Have you been following, Lauren? Like, have you been following baseball? I mean, I try to. I really want to make it to a game. But I do it's too. all the way on like the other side. Yeah, and it's difficult because we don't have cars right now. Exactly. So it's hard to get. Does the PRT, like you could... Could we take it up there? I don't think so. Actually, I need to look into a bus route. That's yeah. what I told my roommates I was going to yeah. do. So Especially to- since the weather is so nice. Like, I feel like sitting outside at a baseball game is like exactly. the perfect thing. My dad is like going to kill me if I don't go to at least one baseball <laughs> game, I think. WVU baseball is playing Oklahoma today while you're listening to it. It is at Oklahoma State, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and it's at 7 p.m. So I don't know. I haven't, I, I will say this, I haven't been keeping up with baseball, so I don't know how they've been doing. I mean, we are a baseball school now yeah so that's sure. what i keep saying to everybody i'm like yeah wv is a baseball school now so you know that we're into baseball we're just gonna, now we're gonna run that phrase into the ground we are i will <laughs> say it every single day we're a baseball school but baseball is having a backyard brawl because mm-hmm. wv is taking on pit um it's gonna take place in pit at 6 p.m on april 19th so make sure that you're tuning into that because that's gonna be a big one we are a school of pit haters so we yeah. need to we need to make sure that we're keeping up with that yeah, anything against Pitt, that's where you know it's about to go down. I so know. that'll be interesting. But that's all that we have for sports. Pretty short segment this week. Yeah, but so I make mean, sure you guys are tuning in with Mountaineer Sports Insider if you're yeah. really interested on learning more up-to-date stuff about sports because this school has so many sports I going know. on. <laughs> but for arts and entertainment, first thing we're going to be talking about, the School of Art and Design is having a WVU Mountaineer Short Film Festival. So this festival is hosted by the Electronic Media Program in the School of Art and Design. And the West Virginia Mountaineer Short Film Festival is an international competitive film screening showing selected by works of around the world, along with short films created by WVU students and regional filmmakers. So this festival is all about celebrating exceptional, compelling, and boundary-pushing works in film, experimental video, and animation. It is pri- its primary mission is to help foster creative approaches to these genres and expose West Virginia University students and the surrounding work in town community to a world of independent filmmaking and video art. This year's festival will screen over 100 works from dozens of countries in a wide range of genres and formats, including narrative, documentary, video art, experimental, and traditional animation, as well as live performance. Prizes will be awarded in each of the festival's competitive categories, and the festival itself is taking place in Morgantown on Friday, April 14th. So while you're listening to this, it's taking place today at the WVU Mountain Lair Green on Saturday, April, and on Saturday, April 15th at the Kennedy Creative Arts Center, Blotch Hall and Falbo Theaters from 10 a.m. to midnight. 10 a.m. to midnight. That's a a, long time. It's an all-day ordeal. I was like, did I read that right? Mm -hmm. And so there's further events and venues that are going to be announced. Admission is 100% free and open to the public, which I think that's more reason why... Like, why wouldn't you go? Especially at the Mountain Lair Green with how nice it's been. Like... That would be so much fun. And so if you're interested in checking it out, you can visit the festival website for screening times. You can find it online if you look up WVU Mountaineer Short Film Festival. So I really like film. And that's something that like being in media, like Mm -hmm. that's something that I haven't gotten too much exposure to is like the world of film. And I feel like a lot of people don't know too much about it, myself included. I know um, a couple people who like are submitting films for it. Really? I've seen some trailers and stuff. Yeah, I've seen a a couple trailers and it it really does look cool. I really would like to stop by. I think we should. Yeah. but And it's also literally on the green and you could just stop by in between classes. It's all day. Yeah, and it's free. Like you can just pop in, leave. You could come back later. Later, bring I'm pretty friends. sure that the weather tomorrow is supposed to be really nice, oh, too. Oh, yeah. 
We've been blessed this week. We have been, and I hope it continues for I the know, rest of the year. Too. The next event that we have is the Clothesline Project 2023. So help recognize those impacted by sexual harm and gender-based violence by attending the Clothesline Project from noon to 3 p.m. Tuesday, April 18th at the Student Rec Center and Thursday, April 20th at the Downtown Library. The Clothesline Project is a visual display of violent statistics that often go ignored. Each shirt is made by a survivor of violence or by someone who has lost a loved one to violence. The color of each shirt represents a different type of violence, and the event is sponsored by WVU in partnership with the Rape and Domestic Violence Information Center, the WVU Research Center on Violence, and the Women's Resource Center. The Women's Resource Center Silent Witness Exhibit will also be displayed at the WVU downtown library through may honoring west virginians who are murdered by acts of domestic violence and this is all also in light of april being sexual assault awareness month yeah so i wrote an article about this for this week's paper really and i got like to see a lot of pictures you know yeah. of years past and stuff like that and it really looks cool like all of the shirts are kind of hung on clotheslines and they're decorated so are they like are they selling the shirts or is it like more of like decorating the shirts and showing it to yeah other it's more of like decorating the shirts and okay. showing like a lot of them have like quotes and stuff like that on them yeah. and they're all everyone who like makes a shirt has a really personal leg and like sure. what's going on so i think that it's going to be really cool i plan on stopping Stopping by, yeah. and if you're on Evansdale or downtown, you can still see it since it'll be at both locations. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is a very interesting and important event. So yeah. I'll I, have to read your story in the paper. I didn't know you covered this. this yeah, week. like it's really no big deal. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the next thing we're talking about, I found this and I saw it online, and I think. It just shows that there's so many things that happen here that mm -hmm. you don't know about. I don't know if you heard about this, Lauren, but they're doing a Relay for Life of Mon County and WVU to support the American Cancer Society. And it's an annual event that raises money for the American Cancer Society. It's a full night of music, games, and prizes for all participants. Come and join for a fun night that celebrates hope while raising money for a great cause. And so there's many different ways that you can be involved with this event without actually like participating in the Relay. So obviously, like you can create a team you can you can host games and raise money to meet their goal of $45,000. Your team can separately fundraise for the event and it will be in the running to receive a grand prize. Everyone on your team will pay a $15 registration free, which also contributes to their end goal. And you can visit them online to figure out more about creating a team. And if you're not in interested in creating a team you can honor someone by purchasing a luminaire luminaria yeah i think i pronounced mm -hmm. that right so luminarias honor every life touched by cancer you can dedicate them to a loved one lost someone currently battling or anyone who's overcome it when you attend the relay event you'll see the luminarias decorated with names and sometimes messages the people they're dedicated to and this part i think is so cool after dark the relay participants share an emotional moment when each luminaria is lit in remembrance of a Life touched by cancer together you will take a moment of silence to remember the loved ones that they're dedicated to and so when you make a donation for the luminaria they're five dollars each and it helps the american cancer society's mission to help save lives so if you want to attend this event in any fashion it'll be on friday april 14th which is also today while you're listening to us from 6 p.m to 12 a.m at the wvu shell building indoor track I think that's so cute, especially the part that they're going to light them mm -hmm. all. Like, that'll just be so beautiful and such a beautiful scene to see and I to know. be a part and of. I do believe that there's a lot of student orgs that are, like, participating as well. Yeah. Like, my roommate, she's on the hip-hop dance team. And are I know they participating? That, I know that she's doing it, yes. Yeah. So. 
I think it's so cool that all the like clubs and groups on tam- on campus get organized with all these things. And this is like another event that's like super important. So yeah. I really hope that lots of important stuff going on I in know, April, I hope, guys. I hope that a lot of people show up. I do too, because that would support. really mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last thing that we have, this is just, Maddie put this in here. I just saw this and I thought, we've been talking about a lot of serious things, so this might be something that will just brighten the mood for everybody. So Earth Day in the dining halls is actually a real thing that's not made up at all, and it is a real event. They have a whole menu and everything. So all three WVU dining halls will be celebrating Earth Day by offering plant-forward, planet-friendly foods on Monday, April 17th. Oh my goodness. Stop by Cafe Evansdale, Hatfields, and Summit Cafe during breakfast, lunch, and dinner to enjoy... I can't even do this. <laughs> to enjoy plant-based meals. You can view the menus online, but we have a little teaser for I, you. I picked, like, my favorite things that I saw while I was reading through, and more of just, like, for the name. So, sweet and smoky, barbecue, incognito tenders. Like, incognito. Like, meat. Yeah. Like, yeah. But actually, I was talking to somebody... Apparently, that's, like, a brand. Like, oh. incognito is actually, like, a brand. Okay, I thought that they were really just throwing the puns at us. Yeah, and then they also have, like, scrambled tofu for breakfast, and they have a whole menu, like, you can see, and each dining hall has, like, different things. And so I just... I think it's funny and like the university is really showing their support for Earth Day through this. So I think it's funny. Don't be surprised when you don't see the normal the normal things in the dining hall on Monday. And I honestly I really I'm not even laughing at the event. I just kept seeing incognito tenders like underneath (laughs) as I was reading and I just couldn't like that's really funny. But but even if you don't eat at the dining hall, make sure you celebrate Earth Day. Yes, I'm very excited for Earth Day. Isn't it like I want to say it's like the 22nd, but I don't know for sure. I thought. Wait, is it actually the 17th? I mean, that's when they're having Earth Day in the dining halls. When is Earth Day? Let's see who's right. The 22nd. It's Saturday, April 22nd. Yeah, so I guess they're just celebrating like a little bit early. They are celebrating a little bit early, but I mean, celebrating nonetheless. And that is good news. And on that note, I feel like everyone should be like obligated to try it. Oh, for sure. You should food Are you going to try? Oh my goodness. You should food review <gasps> it. Do you think? Okay. Maddie's maybe you'll hear critic. me talk about the incognito tenders next week. We'll see. But <laughs> Maddie is the food critic. I like to throw that out there any chance that I can get. So <sighs> make yeah. sure that you're reading the food critic columns. But yeah, that's all that we have for you this week. Um, I hope that you found at least something interesting. Like I know everyone's just so yeah. excited about Earth Day at the dining hall. So yeah, I hope you guys shared a laugh with us. At this I'm not week, even at really least. worried. But <laughs> make sure you're keeping up with the DA U92, and make sure you follow us on Instagram at the W411, which we have just been doing so good posting. No, we recently. have like we're posting all the time. Like you guys we're are missing out if every- you're not following. <laughs> so you better go look. And we are here every Friday on any podcast streaming platforms. So we'll see you guys next week. And we're going to end it off with a little let's go. Mountaineers.